Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Again, an exciting night. And tonight you have Craig and Todd. And, uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff on the that's going on. And uh, a couple of points this, that have been recently come up news about Trudeau uh, in his ability to fight carbon has been in the air for the last, what, 30 to 60 days. Only 11 days he hasn't been flying somewhere. So he's been conserving all that uh, carbon as best he can by flying almost every single day. And he's presently on his umpteenth uh, vacation in Costa Rica right now for two weeks. He's had more vacations than some people have in their entire lives in one year. What do you think, Todd? Where what do you got on the go? It's funny you were. Uh, I, I was writing down my typical pre-show notes, and that was the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Let's let's roll up it then. Yeah. yeah. You self-entitled, snot-nosed trust fund brat. Yep. Like, I mean, he's just he just doesn't get it, or like yeah. he doesn't, or he doesn't care. It's like he preaches to us, you know, and then and then even before the Costa Rica trip, right? Yeah. He flies out to BC for a photo op. Yeah. For and, seven and, hours. Yes. And reporters aren't allowed to ask questions. And they're told if they ask questions, they will be asked to leave. Yeah. Can't, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's democracy at its best, right? Yeah, and he's pulling the typical Trudeau thing, the Emergency Act uh, inquiries, raising a whole list of questions about who knew what and the rationale for it. It's all bad news. Oh, yeah. Who knew what and when did they know it, right? Yeah, and the economy's bad news. There's, hey, you know, maybe maybe I can make some money. I could teach them how to keep uh, uh, proper notes. <laughs> It's a business opportunity for it's a you. Business opportunity. We could go there and teach them how to, to do proper note keeping and record keeping. Yeah. Can uh, he write? Uh, maybe. Maybe he can do like stick figures or something. Yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, crayons. Give him crayons. Crayons. Give him crayons in a, a duty book. Yeah. But, I mean, what what else? What else can you say? Like, I mean, his pop. There's still. He's he's probably one of the most unpopular prime ministers in history yeah and there's still he well these polls show he has 30 percent support well the liberal party has 30 percent support he has less than 18 oh okay i misread that yeah yeah i was just looking at that tonight uh the liberal party if there's election today uh, the Liberals would receive about 30% of the vote. The the PCs were running about 36%. Mm-hmm. And also, um, 37% of the people between 18 and 30 uh, would be voting conservative, which is a mm-hmm. real change in the mm-hmm. demographics of the, the vote because it seems to be that Polybear has attracted the youth of uh, voters uh, in in a great, uh, great way. And I guess riding on that coattail, perhaps that may help the conservatives if there is an election called in September. 
Yeah, and he isn't even, you know, when you when you when they do poll results like that, when there isn't even an election called, there isn't even a leader selected yet. There isn't the uh, crucible of an election. Yeah, this is as good as it gets for. Him. This is, I mean, the, the, the economic news ahead is nothing but bad. There's no, there's no good news on the horizon. I've got, I've got some financial stats that we could talk about later, but you know, this is going to be the huge crack up for them. Yeah. They're going to be like the old joke about, you know, a minivan. They'll use a minivan for their caucus. Yeah. But I, <laughs> Of course, it won't be that good because, you know, we still have that blight by Lake Ontario, otherwise known as Toronto. Yep. Uh, that would uh, elect a liberal corpse if uh, if they could. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing but good news or bad news for these guys. Yeah. You know, and it's good news for the, the pe- people on towards the right of the spectrum. But that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, I noticed that I noticed there is some alarm now because that, you know, liberal tool, uh, Warren Kinsella, who writes for the Toronto Sun. He was a former Liberal Party president, I think. Oh, yeah. And um, he was saying that he, he, he referenced a, um, a primary election in the states that elected a pro-choice candidate. And he said, this should be a warning for Polivier. So you know what? You know what the liberals are going to do? They're going to scream. They're going to come out and scream about the abortion of course. issue and everything and like that. Even they're trying to make an, uh, an issue of a non-issue. Yes. And the reality is, is that, you know, abortion law in Canada is a lot different than the United States. I think we should probably have a little bit of a, uh, as that is a show topic. Because yeah, I actually, think... as I understand, there's actually there is no legislation or or law, federal laws that actually pertain to um, abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just I think I believe uh, there's I thought there was a limit on the age of the uh, the baby. Yeah, I'm 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 not too sure. Yeah. But... So we should we should maybe one day or one of our episodes go through the what's really happening about the abortion debate in here and the South of the border. Cause yeah, that, that, that could be an interesting topic uh, for a future episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, him, him gallivanting around and then going on his uh, latest vacation. I just wonder if he's getting ready to call the election there in September. Yeah. He's trying to get all his vacations in while he's still uh, <laughs> is getting paid to get yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, well, he doesn't have to pay for it. That's right. So the the flight costs for his latest vacation is fifty four thousand dollars. That's just the first for the time to get from Ottawa to Costa Rica and back. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference: that that fifty four thousand dollars now jumps up to any anywhere to between. Three hundred and ninety to four hundred thousand dollars, because the flight crews are on mm-hmm. standby at any moment to whisk, whisk them back to to Ottawa in case of an emergency. Right, mm-hmm. so those crews are not being billeted or housed in Costa Rica at all. 
they're sitting down there, sitting on the tarmac during their whole course of their duty, and then fly back to Ottawa, change crews. Then they come back down to, an, uh, and while well, there's another flight there waiting for them, they're using two aircrafts, right? So there's always an aircraft available to fly and whisk them back to, to Ottawa. So they're constantly rotating aircrafts for the whole two weeks. Every six, six hours, they're flying back and forth between uh, Costa Rica and Ottawa. Too bad they couldn't talk them into taking a flight to Taiwan. Yeah. Well, you should have joined Nancy on the, the tour. Yeah, crazy Nancy. Yeah. And that's so, another uh, thing on the topic, right? Uh, I We had uh, one of those uh, amber alerts that went across all the cell phones. Yeah. And I, I thought for sure it was warning that uh, there's missiles launched from China or something like that. I was kind of hoping for or, or the reaction of uh, Pelosi uh, landing in Taiwan or something. Take cover. Yeah, take cover. <laughs> Remember yeah. duck and cover? Yep. Yeah. Get under well, the desk. Did you want to get into did you, did you get into that? You want to get into that now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my note simply is Pelosi WTF. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah. Why is she there? Yeah. Well, her You husband, tell me. I have no idea. Okay. This is this is coming from Dan Bongino. Her husband is heavily invested in the electronic chip market. Oh. Okay. Where's electronic chips made? Yeah, 80%. I, 80% in Taiwan. So she went there again to 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 have meetings with uh the the industry chip markets down in that area to boister their uh their stock you know because of course her husband wants to make his uh stock credibility or his stock investment i guess is even better than uh warren buffett apparently uh oh yeah he yeah. has uh, he has the gift i guess he's better than warren buffett and um, mind you uh, can you say that word those two words what insider insider what tra trading yeah or, yeah having pre uh knowledge of what's uh going to happen from your your helpful uh wife who's the speaker of the house can you believe her like she's as fucking demented as joe biden oh yeah can she's a wackadoodle by far uh, isn't she yeah she's just absolutely makes absolutely no sense when she talks yeah she was they have a little clip of her where she's just babbling on about Something about President Benjamin Franklin. I don't think Ben was Benjamin Franklin ever president. No, no, I didn't. I don't think so. No, I'm he wasn't. Canadian no, and I figured no. that out. Uh, yeah, he's never president. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, um, quite the gamer by the by what I understand. But uh, oh yeah, he president. yeah yeah spy, womanizer. Yeah, spent a lot of time teeth. in France. Yeah, wooden teeth. Yeah, wouldn't listen. So the thing I'm looking at with this is i think it's it's a it's possibly like what you're saying as well but it's also a distraction mm -hmm. and as gerald salente says when all else fails they take you to war yeah and this 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 is probably not the time to provoke china no you know i'm not a fan of the chai coms um i think Taiwan should have the ability to 
without interference from anyone to, to pick its destiny based on what happened in Hong Kong <laughs> after it got taken over. Yeah. Probably I would advise to maintain their independence, but China is not going to let this go. No, I, I see this being fought over one day. And the question is, is it worth just, fighting over? Just when, right? When is it? Yeah. Gonna happen? Be, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they may, I don't think they'll fend off China because I mean, look how they, look how they fought in Korea. It's just, they don't care. Numbers mean nothing to them. <laughs> what they lose two yeah. to 3 million soldiers. Well, there's 7 million people in Taiwan. And their military, you got to figure they, they're an island, so they have that going for them. They, they have the top of line military equipment, U.S. Uh, Western based military equipment. They have a, a, a conscripted and, and professional military. What's the old rule on, on, if you have one barricaded person, you need ten people to to dig that one person out, mm-hmm. right? So, if you have uh, a million in uniform, which Taiwan probably has, right? Because they they rely a lot on their reservists as well, mm-hmm. kind of sort of similar to what uh, Israel does. Yeah. So now you're looking at ten million troops to take that that country yeah and they i mean then you have the additional complexity of being an island yeah i mean unless what china does is just stand off and absolutely obliterate Obliterate it yeah with um missiles and then artillery yeah um i i i don't know i don't know if um uh well, I look at it one way is they're making it easy for the Chinese to provoke something. Yep. I mean, they've been doing overflights. They've got it surrounded right now with exercises trying to. Yeah. That, that's prop. Apparently they're going to be shooting live cruise missiles right over the island. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Are you outside? Uh, yeah. Are you, You're on your deck. Yeah. Okay. I thought I'd recognize that. Yeah, the grandkids are the grandkids are here. So oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> They're inside oh, tearing neat. the place apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all right. Hey, yeah. uh speaking about uh prepared militaries, I got some interesting information came across. Uh was that Canada has sent all its ready reserve ammunition and equipment to Ukraine. So right now we have no ammunition available for the the Canadian Armed Forces now. So we're basically an unarmed country. Yeah, why bother? Yeah. So that's the the funny thing about it is Canada Canada has dumped all their their, uh, ammunition and given it all to the Ukraine. And uh, out of luck. Well, it make uh, Ukraine a more target-rich environment for the Russians. I mean, how much of it's actually going to get to the front lines when it's either sold off or blown up? That's right. Yeah. 
speaking yeah. of that, there's a, a car, a, a truck was stopped in Albania, and inside of it had twenty of those. Uh, what are those? The uh, American. Uh, what are they using to anti tank weapons? Are using now? Oh, um... they are about three hundred thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, and uh, they found a truckload of them that were sold on the black market in Albania. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Just insanity, man! Just yeah. absolute insanity. Yeah, and there's others. Uh, there's a a Telegram site is Four uh, Channel. Yeah, uh, showing uh, Ukrainians selling. The rocket launchers and uh, American equipment to the Russians. <laughs> what is like it, it, this? It's just a, absurd. Yeah, absurd. That's was, hilarious. Um, there was a um, oh god, John. Who is it? Uh, is it John Cusack, the actor? Yeah. Was a mo- in a movie about some uh, fictitious country, sort of like uh, Afghanistan or something like that, or Iraq, and yeah, they were, you know a private company was managing a lot of the, the the logistics, right? And it was kind of the same thing as they just sell anything to anyone; they don't care. Yeah, it's just oh, like imagine in World War Two, what would happen? If that happened, yeah, selling your 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 equipment to the Germans, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I I I, uh, you know, on one hand, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of with Trudeau in power. I'm kind of glad our um, our military is emasculated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but. Well, they're uh, they're so emasculated. Even if you're holding that single city would be a, a tough thing for them to do right now. Yeah, and that city would have to be the size of Cayuga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't hold Cayuga. Yeah, they, they'd have I problems know. holding Cayuga. Yeah, I know it, it. It's just absurd. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these things tie in too. Is that he? He obviously doesn't care about having any military capability so what is he is he is he that far isolated and removed that he doesn't think that what's happening in the netherlands and now germany and italy and France poland and poland and uh sri lanka and where is that? There's a few other places. Uh, uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a really good interview with uh, Jordan Peterson. I think the gentleman he was interviewing was it Michael Yan? Yeah. He he's a, he's a former Green Beret. Oh yeah. He's traveled extensively all over the world, and he was talking about the protests. Yeah. And he credited the start of the protests to the truckers in Canada that kind of lit. Lit yeah, the fuse. Yep. And it's spreading all over the world. But Trudeau is doing the same thing the Prime Minister of um, the Netherlands is doing. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's a thing. He's now introducing uh, a thirty percent reduction in nitrogen for the farmers, just like they did. Uh, they're saying in in Holland. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing's happened here yet. Well, the the only reason it hasn't is because it's not a mandate on it yet. Mm-hmm. All all it is now is a, a, a he's describing it as a goal. Mm-hmm. Not there's no legislation. Uh, forcing it just like his gun buyback yeah <laughs> uh that's supposed to uh, accrue to about 6.7 billion dollars mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. the gun buyback yeah there might be that might be a good use for the guns though because that they will just totally tie up their um you know everyone will give up their ars meanwhile they've got you know, five SKSs and um, yeah. type 97s and um, uh, Kodiak defense uh, guns and everything else that yep. they're going to miss. And then they'll go bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it, it's just. Did, did like, you see that uh, down in the States that there had a gun amnesty and down in San Francisco or. California somewhere and they said they'd give you us I think it was like a hundred hundred dollars or or something like that for each uh hand or each firearm that's turned in on this gun am- amnesty mm-hmm. right so this mm-hmm. guy got his uh 3d printer out and made 65 uh handguns at a cost of three dollars each and turned them all in yep I saw that. I saw that with the uh, lower receivers. Yeah. For ARs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's co- malicious compliance. <laughs> that's right. Here you go. Here you go. Here's another. One. You know. Yeah. Like they, it's it's at the point now. Like you said the other week, is that when the government is lawless and devoid of uh, any um, morality. Dead on, balls accurate. People then just have no respect for it anymore. That's right. And good for them. Yeah, good it's... for them. That's the way to fight back. Yeah, it's funny, eh? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I saw an article about Butter Boy. Hi, Doug Ford. Dougie, Dougie Ford talking about he's going to address the hospital crisis. I thought, right. oh, how is he going to do that? It's going to hire back all the, the fired uh, non-vaxxers? Yeah. Well, it, it didn't specify, you know, of course, Dougie's going to come to the rescue. But I just thought, well, see, people don't understand is this is a, a symptom of the disease that is hitting social democracies in the West right now. Is their, their debt is so high that most of the collected taxable income goes to paying interest on the debt. And what, what's going on right now? Interest rates are going up. Yep. He's, he's, he's going to do fuck all. He's yeah. going to maybe rob Peter to pay Paul. So, you know, we'll have cars disappearing in, um, in potholes in the next year or so. Maybe he's going to do that. Who knows? Maybe they'll, uh, you know, put a, a, a uh, open uh, season on homeless people or whatever, or who knows? 
who knows what he's going to do. That's the only thing he can do is he can steal from one area to prop up another area. It's like the fingers in the dike analogy. Yeah. Every day there's a new hole. That's you've right. only got 10 fingers and 10 toes, right? That's right. So I got into it a little bit more mm -hmm. and from the federal side. And the, uh, the deficit projected for this year federally, of course, depends on what propaganda you read, but about $95 billion. Are you trying to be funny, Mr. Fox? $95 gonna... billion. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! $95 billion, just the deficit. Wow. And that, I, I looked into it a little further. The accumulated federal public debt is $2.8 trillion. That is roughly $75,000 for every man, woman, and child in this country. Wow. So a family of four will be in the hole $300,000. $300,000. Yep. Yeah, truly amazing. And... I looked in further, the debt to GDP ratio now is 117%. You're in trouble when you go over 100. Yeah, now we're at almost 120, at 117. Yeah, and that's, I'm sure it's higher. And I went and I looked at a couple other countries. Well, more than a couple, but I started looking into other countries about their debt to GDP ratio. Mm -hmm. Australia's 40%. Germany 66, China 68, the UK is 94, New Zealand's 99. The only one, only the only one higher was Italy, which was 153 percent. Yeah. Well, how about Greece? What would they be? I wonder. I didn't know. I didn't see Greece. Um, yeah. That's actually a good comparison because we know what happened to them. Yeah. 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 Greece <laughs> is 213%. <laughs> okay, so we're not far behind. <laughs> we are. And if you look, I, I looked at from two seven, 2017 on. Yep. We started out at about 88. And it was fairly steady. And then it just, it's starting to climb. Yeah, and it spiraled. Yes. And interest rates are going up. So, and the economy is, so there'll be less, well, actually there'll be more, probably even though the economy is shrinking, is there'll be more um, so-called dollars collected because of inflation, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Of course, in real terms, it's not, mm -hmm. but they're going to have to, uh, pay more uh, uh, in interest. So it's not good news. Like I was saying, getting back to uh, Trudeau, like he's either going to, he's either totally oblivious and doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Or he has something up his sleeve, whether he's going to cheat in the election or uh, contrive some sort of crisis to uh, increase his power again. Yeah. Or he's going to take a walk in the snow like his dad. Yep. I think he'd help you take a long walk off a short pier. 
Yeah. Put them on an ice floe somewhere in the St. Lawrence in July. Yeah. What's the they say? Or a long drop and a short rope? Yeah. (laughs) That's even better. Uh, Like, speaking of Trudeau, you know, I trust uh, Pee Wee Herman sitting behind me at a movie while on a date with OJ's ex-girlfriend drinking uh, uh, a Bill Cosby uh, bar drink using uh, Flint, Michigan ice cubes after making a film with Alex Baldwin before I'd ever trust Justin Trudeau to have my back. <laughs> yeah, that, that, pretty much, that pretty much sums her up, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because it's really interesting, too, what's happening south of us is that they're in primary season. And the Trump candidates, the Trump endorsed candidates are absolutely trouncing everybody. eh? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've got this, um, what's her name? Liz Cheney. Yep. Heading up the January 6th committee hearings. She is about to lose her primary. Because the primary system works out is what's going on. Oh, yeah, because she's the Republican, isn't she? Yeah. Like yeah, she's a rhino, on? basically. Yes. Yeah. And there's a revolution going on in the Republican Party right yeah, now. Yeah, the Magna is, Revolution. You know, like, love him or hate him. Yeah. He's doing an immense service to that country because he is going around the country and his candidates, because what they do is in the States, you do a primary for your party. to almost like a leadership thing and you do that same as like you know selecting a candidate well all those candidates are winning yeah yeah so yeah liz cheney is a a real piece of work like her 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 dad wasn't was a bit of a a wackadoodle wasn't he oh yeah dick yeah yeah didn't he shoot somebody yes he did yeah uh hunting or something that yeah yes he did he shot some guy in the face yeah Plus, then, he started, uh, he was also one of these Project for New American Century pricks. Oh, yeah. That wanted to just light the Middle East on fire, and he was partially successful. Oh, yeah. He was, like, wanting to, to like, get the Middle East wars over and done with, right? Like, by turning into a glass parking lot. Yeah. And wasn't he on the board of directors for, was it Halliburton? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, he's very closely connected with Halliburton and Blackwater and all that kind of. He's making a yeah. lot of money off that. Yeah, I think he's had a heart transplant too, which surprises me because I didn't yeah. think he had a heart. But I thought he was dead. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Last thing I said is I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he cut us off. Here, let me, is Dick Cheney dead? Let's find out. Is Dick Cheney dead? I just, all I did was, <laughs> all I typed in was, is Dick C, and it came up, is Dick still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was oily. He's the former oldest living U.S. vice president. Oh, yeah. He was a vice president, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, I think he was more like the president. 
because that was W. Oh, yeah, W. W. Bush. Yeah, they misunderestimated me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've, so, they've cert- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's funny. I just said they've certainly elected their share of stupid fucks. <laughs> oh, they sure have. <laughs> now you see, the new world is inevitable. It's what? Ineb- inevitable. Uh, haven't we all, though, right? <laughs> Uh, speaking yes. of election, election in Canada and stuff uh, during this uh, the prime the picking of the conservative leader, there's a thing out uh, showing that Pierre Polivier has a massive lead in numbers of donors uh, compared to uh, Charest. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you added up all the donors, all the other candidates, including Charest, Polivier's uh, donors are twice or I think two or three times ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it Sheree is, I suspect the party insider choice. Yeah. But this is that, you know, we were talking before about what's going on in the American primaries. Yep. This is the twenties of every century. is has been a time of upheaval. Uh, look at the 1920s. Yeah. It was just absolute upheaval. Well, it's happening again. Hmm. And it's happening all over the world. And as uh, well, they, there's another term, they call it the fourth turning or the yeah. new industrial revolution, you know, build back better, whatever. Yeah. It, that's the other brand that they're trying to sell. Yeah. People are, people are, fighting against and it's it's the question is going to be you know who's going to win yeah um the elitists i think are on the defensive i think they're panicking um because they want to implement their new social order right which you know the whole concept between you'll own nothing and you'll be happy it is what it'll be like for example um electric car you'll be able to rent an electric car. or Maybe even if you still own an electric car, it'll be, well, sorry, um, uh, Todd, uh, you're not going to get a charge tonight because you're, um, what's that called? Social credit score. Your social credit scores drop below a hundred or whatever. They have the universal basic income and the digital currency, which will control what you buy, when you buy it, and who you buy it from. That's right. If a company doesn't fit what they want in environmentalism and social positions on things, well, I'm sorry, your corporation will, your electric digital currency will no longer be valid at your corporation. That's what they're going for. Yeah. But, uh, you know, how how do they expect, well, I guess because they figure they're going to be in charge, so they won't be affected by any of this kind of crap, right? No, but that's the same thing about the leaders of the um, uh, Chinese Communist Revolution yeah. and the Russian Revolution. We know what happened to most of them. Tr- yep. Trotsky ended up with an ice pick in the head. So, right. um, you know, and look what Stalin did to everybody who even remotely challenged his authority. Yeah, they always they always 
the revolution always eats its own, right? Yep. And you can you look see that the, happening quite a bit too. Yeah, the French Revolution. It didn't happen so much in the American Revolution. Yeah. They yeah, had their uh, shit. They were more uh, but they they were dealing with they they call it a revolution in, in many ways, but really they their enemy with being the British at the time was an ocean away. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so and even the, the the Brits were economically in and manpower strapped that they had to hire German mercenaries, the Hessians, yeah, to come to fight the, the Revolutionary War. So, you know, it comes down; it also comes down to money, right? And yeah, and 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 too, I, when the, the the British were distracted by their wars on the continent with the French. Yeah, they are already yeah fighting the Napoleonic Wars, right? Uh, or we're just in the the process of beginning. Yeah, and and on top of that, even after uh, the revolution was a success, there was retributions against the Empire loyalists, and that's why they fled to Canada, right? That is true. That is true. Lots of them, eh? And they yeah. settled. A lot of them settled in Haldeman County. That's right. Yeah, that that follows uh, the the game plan where that uh, that's all all occurring, right? Where where there's always retributions to the losers. Yeah, yeah. What I found too is a, a real harbinger or canary in the coal mine is the progression and radicalization of people like Jordan Peterson. Yeah, when Jordan Peterson started out. He was, I'm not going to use pronouns that people tell me to use. Yeah, and that was it, eh? Mm-hmm. And look where he is now. I know. Now he is has been, because he's awake. And um, he's getting his message out to millions of people. And it's like the hundredth monkey. It's almost going to seem like it's instantaneously going to flip. And I think it's going to start with the American uh, midterms in November or even Canadian election, if it is called before then. Yeah. Um, the Like I said in the beginning, I, I think this is as good as it gets for the Liberals. You know, it reminds me of a scene from that movie, um, True, True Romance, where Christopher Walken. Yeah. Has in is has has got Dennis Hopper in a chair and he's got his thugs around him and 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 Dennis Hopper's like dead meat right yeah and Christopher Walken kind of moves his his right hand and it just drills him right in the face right in the nose with his um you know punches him right and just goes that stings doesn't it he goes that's just to show you this is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> I put my pants on just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. So, and, and I think the elites are, are in that position right now. They're surrounded. Yep. I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed that guys like this Claus Schwab and guys like that haven't been targeted by, by somebody organized in the right hand, right, or nationalists. 
left-leaning people. It, it's interesting because there's so much government support of him from uh, the World Economic Forum. But I wonder what his security bill is every year. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, going along with what Trudeau and the, the Prime Minister of Netherlands is going to be, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's just in the, the average decency of the people on our side. They, we want we want order, we want fairness, and we don't have that vicious streak in us. But the Canadian um, personality of the traditional Canadian personality, when the gloves do come off, if they if it ever gets to that point, it'll be unbelievable because. Um, the tenet, you know, we we are, you know, as much as we've been pussified and everything like that. I mean, I've been doing a lot of work with people and mining and, uh, you know, that work with their hands and things like that. Is there is a tough exterior, our underside to this country of uh, a substantial one, and they right now just want to be left alone and go about their business. I've been talking to a few of them. And this vaccination scam mm-hmm. has really pissed them off. I was working beside two guys last week. One got double vaxxed and he said he's had nothing but issues since. And yep. he's so he's really pissed about it. I really bet. pissed. Yep. The other guy wouldn't get them. He says it's a total scam. These are just run-of-the-mill tradesmen working guys and when they are start cluing in the tide's going to turn and if they get pissed off look out yeah exactly i know um at a a a church food bank a couple of days a week and she was surprised by the majority of the staff of the people there volunteering are of the same thoughts uh, that we have. Uh, they are uh, actually a lot of our new listeners. So welcome to the Canadian Beacon. Um, we we like to have your input as well. But yeah, they are of the same uh, moral and ethical beliefs as as we are, and and know that this is a charade that's going on, and are totally anti Trudeau and anti government now. And these are people that y- you'd never expect that from them because they're the most mm-hmm. easygoing mild-mannered people but they're starting people are starting to see through the crap yeah and, and, and i think one of the one of the nice things about this country is that people still like where i am still have kind of a sense of decency like my neighborhood all the neighbors stick together they, nobody asks me in my neighborhood whether i'm vaccinated or unvaccinated yeah you know they don't ban me from their house because i'm unvaccinated yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which I can say I've had family members that as have actually done that. So when these people wake up, look out. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we're going to go through hell in the next five to ten years, but I think the cream is rising to the top, and um, you know. It's almost an analogy of the Second World War. They let the fascists kind of 
let them alone, didn't stick their nose in their business. And then finally, at a certain point, people had enough and that was the end of it. I mean, of course, though, it took six years. And I think this is going to the same thing is going to happen to the globalists because they're no different than the fucking Nazis. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the Nazis, uh, I'm going to I'm going to read you a list of things and tell me who are the two politicians that did both of these things. One is implemented health passports. Two, suspended civil liberties. Three, censored opposition. Four, created two classes of citizens. Five, forced healthy people into isolation. Six, banned certain demographics from cinemas and restaurants. Seven, forced people to undergo unwanted medical interventions. Eight, used the media to control the public perception. And lastly, force certain demographics out of their professions. Hmm. I would say that's pretty. That's a pretty interesting comparison, Craig. I think uh, I'm. I, two people come to mind. Yeah. Uh, Adolf Hitler and Justin Trudeau. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Both of them doing the exact same thing. Isn't that a surprise? Yeah. The only difference is one screamed and wore a uniform, and the other smiled. Yeah. And then referred to uh, as what? What are they? A fringe minority. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are quietly uh, realizing that. And the thirty percent support for the Liberal Party is just your traditional uh, people in the system. Their base. Yeah. Yeah. The benefits from this. And, you know, when you get when you create, I mean, that the same thing happened in the Soviet Union. There was some people that are really ticked off about the Soviet Union being sort of disbanded and, and come to an end because they benefited from that system. And the 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 the, the sad part is about this 30 percent for um the liberals, they're, they're eventually going to be thrown to the, the wayside. And, <laughs> you know, it's only only the 1% are going to benefit from this system, just yeah. like the Soviet system. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah, what a great comparison, though, eh? Yeah, I, I was just looking at that. It's thought, wow, that really that hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? And if you said that, I know particular liberal people, if you said that in front of them, they would just start. They'd close their eyes, plug their ears, and scream. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. That's right. No, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. And like you say, you can ignore reality, but you can't escape it. That's right. So I, I thought another interesting thing was, um, what's his name there? Uh, your your podcast friend, Jeremy. Uh, McKenzie. McKenzie, yes. Uh the great, the raging, uh, yeah, the raging dissident. He uh, got into a Twitter battle with an Antifa member, <laughs> and he he uh, said he's going to send Paul after the guy. And uh, so, 
the Tifa member was going on about you're gonna, you know, you're you're threatening us to to. No, was it Phil? Oh, hang on. It, it, what's that? You have a guest host coming on. Oh, just let me just check about uh, the the photo here. It's Phil. Phil, that's it. Phil, yeah. Phil, the, and, you... and Phil is just a, a plastic uh, uh, goat figurine. That's addicted to cocaine and time travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. And the Antifa guy is probably shit a brick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's another interesting uh, quote from uh, Adolf Hitler state, making this statement. Why do we tolerate these people? They're taking up space. We need a final solution. Now, here's a statement from Trudeau. Why do we tolerate these people? They're taking up space. They're racist, misogynist, and don't believe in science or progress. Mm -hmm. leader, of, leader of Canada is now paraphrasing Hitler. Yeah. Can you send that to me? Yeah. I'll, I'll send I would it. like to spread that news around. That'll that'll explode a few heads in my universe. Yeah, really. I sent it to you on Telegram. Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's you know, like there's no difference. There's no difference. There really is. I think the difference between them and us is that if we gain power, we're gonna say, "You be you." Hey, man, do what you want. That's right. Yeah. Just, Live your life you know, and joy, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we're going to just, the only thing that's going to affect you is we're going to limit the amount of tax we submit to the federal government. That's right. Otherwise, you know, rock on. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your life. Man. Rock on, monkey pox. That's right. <laughs> so, do you see the monkey pox statistics? Yeah, it's uh, 99% of gay men and uh, in gay bathhouses, right? Yeah. Now, again, one of the disturbing things I find about this is, God, don't let this be like AIDS. Because I honestly think they, um, what did they call it at first? The gay disease or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yep. And they didn't give a shit, right? But eventually, then it crossed over, and then it became an issue, right? Yeah. I don't care as long as it kills gay men, which is really funny because I think the majority of the globalists are um, uh, ACDC, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But they I, are they using these guys as a vector? To how, how do you mean a vector? To get it into the, the general population. Oh, I see, to get it into the population, yeah. Because, again, I mean, the the demographic of the people that are getting it are single gay males who have a billion partners, right? And yeah. they're not in a kind of monogamous relationship. So, I mean, like anything else, right? They're going to get a sexually transmitted disease. And what a great way to get that into the population, right? Because yeah, how else yeah, are you going to get it into the population? And, and there has been worldwide a total of three fatalities, but that was in uh, one of the Central African republics. Yeah, so so far it just looks hideous. Yeah. Um, but again, like, what are the long-term effects? 
Yeah. Um, what are, uh, you know, can it might, can it, um, mutate into something worse? Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I, I, I certainly don't buy the mainstream propaganda on it, but I think we should keep an eye on it because what's, what's it going to turn into? That's right. Yeah. So did you see the other uh, headline that was out there about uh, our good friend, uh, Justin, this is called, we'll call this Justin Knight. This is <laughs> all yeah. this, the things he's been doing. You pompous, stuck up, snot nose, giant twerp, scumbag, fuckface, dickhead, asshole. So uh, there was a number, uh, a, a series of um, civil suits against the federal government on <clears throat> the mandates for air travel and rail travel and, and things like that. And what came out of those civil suits so far in the, just in the, the preliminary uh, meetings on it is that Trudeau's vaccine mandates were about politics, not science. And that's coming from the federal government. It says here that for two and a half years, Justin Trudeau and his cabinet ministers have said that the science is behind their COVID restrictions and vaccine mandates, but evidence filed in a court challenge against those mandates tells a different story. Uh, this is being uh, released by True North uh, Media. Mm -hmm. And it says, uh, let me see here. I, I watched, I read the, the synopsis on it earlier today, and the gist of it is there's a, a guy from Ontario and a guy out west, uh, both business owners. One of them was an ex-British Pat that uh, became a Canadian and was denied access to seeing his uh, elderly parents in England because of his vaccine status. And the second was a, a guy that was... Um, a Canadian businessman out of London who was uh, because of his vaccine status was un unable to travel again to the East coast of Canada to visit his parents. So during the disclosure portion of these, these civil suits, the transport Canada and, and these, the organizations that enacted these mandates and travel restrictions were shown that none of these restrictions were uh, authorized by medical uh, people. These were all uh, just decided upon by uh, bureaucrats mm -hmm. with no medical re reference or, or anything. Sort of and, like the emergency act. Yeah, pretty much. Remember so, we remember this, when this started up, we said that, um, Sooner or later, someone's going to start cutting checks. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you're going to see that starting to happen. There's going to be a lot of checks. That's going to add to our debt, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny money. Yeah. It'll just, yeah. How much you need? 10 billion? Sure. No yeah. Problem. So are you were, you were going to say something else, though? No, that's, that's the main thing. Uh, just that this, uh, just the first part of the disclosure on the, 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 these lawsuits is showing that there was no medical advice whatsoever in relation to the decisions made about the the vaccine mandates and 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 masking and all these different things mm -hmm. um, 
regarding air travel, rail travel, bus travel. You so, know, and it's like a snowball or an avalanche. Yep. It's just, it's just, you know, it's going to be unstoppable. You know, when the excess deaths uh, start coming through. Yeah. Um, that's you know, another concern, right? We're, we're well, looking and at- there's two. Yeah. And part of it is, is they basically screwed the medical system. I think that's probably what the majority of it is. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is they're finding now the, the, the final variant, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Yeah. It's hitting the people who are boosted. Yeah. It Especially the third third and fourth boosters, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You like the third and fourth booster. Is that our special guest? Yes, our special guest right here. That's a big ass cat. It is. He's about twenty pounds. So, yeah. I mean, it's like we said, eh? It's all bad news for these guys. It yeah. Doesn't get better. This is as good as it's going to get for them. Yep. And now and, uh, the the house of cards is starting to fall. Yeah. Now the sad part is too, and this is always the liberals, right? They're like the uh, guy who shows up at the party, drinks all your booze, and then pisses off, and mm-hmm. you're left to clean up. Uh, throughout history. Other, the only other time that was the only, I think, in my whole lifetime, the only reasonable government that was liberal was John Cretchen's government. As mm-hmm. much as I disliked the man, Paul Martin did a marvelous job as finance minister. Yep. And Cretchen was a minimalist, and he brought in the stupid gun registry, but. Um, you know, that was probably the limit of his stupidity in the canoe museum. <laughs> but other than that, he he wasn't too bad. Yeah. I, uh, but uh, the rest, they've just been a freaking disaster. Mm-hmm. Trudeau Sr. and Trudeau Jr. have been a blight on this country every day they walk the planet. No. Mm. But again, somebody's going to be left to clean up his mess. Yeah, again. So we look at the the era of uh, Pierre Trudeau. And what did we have back then? We had the Emergency Act or the War Measures Act. We had out-of-control inflation. We had uh, price and wage controls. We had um, staggering uh, interest rates, right? Yep. Um, And now here we are. National Energy Program. National Energy Programs. And now, with under Justin, what do we have again? It's almost like, uh, you know, Pierre Trudeau part two, you know? Yeah, he's uh, same, he's same finishing situation. the job his dad started. That's right. Yeah. Let's, let's see how much we can destroy the country. Well, I, I think we, uh, we, we'll we call this, uh, what bad things did Justin do this week? Uh, yeah, this uh, week and stupid. This How many times did Justin cross the stupid line right (laughs) (laughs) and uh you've been listening to canadian beacon podcast thanks for uh i hope you enjoyed the episode and uh many more to come and and also look back in our other episodes uh we recently did an episode and how to deal with the the can app or the arrive can um situations and how to deal with cbsa and uh public uh, canada public health 
So we have some uh, interesting usable information. Again, uh, take it all with a grain of salt. And again, thanks for uh, listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast.